You're listening to The Fish Dish, brought to you by Eat Wisconsin Fish, a campaign of the Wisconsin Sea Grant Program. Are you fish curious, or are you a fish expert who wants to learn even more about Wisconsin's fisheries and cooking fish? We'll give you the latest dish on fish. Your hosts are Sharon Moen and Marie Zwickoff. Two, Two friends, friends who have, have been, been working, working for Sea Grant seemingly forever and who know a thing or two about fish. But that's forever in a good way. Sharon runs the Eat Wisconsin Fish campaign. And Marie is a science communicator. In this episode, Sharon and I take the fish dish to the water for a charter fishing experience on Lake Superior. One foggy morning, we visited Isle Royale National Park, where we signed up for a fishing charter provided by the Rock Harbor Lodge on this wilderness island. So the fishalicious part of our show will be a little different this time. We'll be hearing from the charter captains about their favorite way to prepare fish. And then Marie and I will discuss the delicious dinner we had from the lake trout we caught. Yes, here's the spoiler. We did catch fish in our charter, but we weren't so sure there for a while. Our captains were Marina Alexander and Cole Ritchie. Now, Marina had the unusual privilege of growing up on Isle Royal, where she spent her summers. That's because her father, Kim Alexander, runs the lodge there as a concessionaire to the Park Service. We had a chance to talk to Marina about fishing conditions in Lake Superior before we boarded the boat. So we had a really late spring this year, so the water is still really cold, so the fish aren't quite right at the surface as they like normally would be. And then in addition to that, we're seeing a lot more schools of herring. And so with the increased amounts of herring, I think that the lake trout are feeding a lot more on those on, on the herring, which is great, right? Which, again, is really great that you know the herring population is thriving. It's also great that the fish are eating you know, a natural food source for them, but as far as like you know, getting a fish on our lure, they're not really like too too keen on, on an aluminum lure and they've got tons of herring to, to yeah. forge on. But I do, I have noticed the last couple days, this past week, we went out to a couple of my favorite fishing spots and they're starting to come in, but we have been catching them kind of deeper. Deeper so, being like 100 plus feet? Yeah, okay. so we're fishing, we were using downriggers and just primarily downriggers. I've been fishing with the surface lines, but I haven't caught anything. And our target is lake trout. Lake trout. Mm-hmm. Lake yeah, mostly redfin, a couple cisplits too, but, and with that being said too, you know, we used to catch a lot of salmon out here, not necessarily this time of the year, but more in August when, when the surface temperature is a lot warmer. We haven't in the last couple of years, and I had heard at one point a couple years ago that Canada stopped stalking salmon in their rivers. And I think that that has had like kind of an impact in the salmon here. I'm not sure, but I think that that could. I mean, like I said, I, I remember you know quite a few years ago, it was like we were only catching salmon. You know, it was like rare to catch a lake trout, and while that's really fun too, like that's kind of you know lake trout are native here more or less yeah. than, than salmon. So, so um, but yeah. Before we plunge on, I feel the need to mention two things. The first is that when Marina was talking about herring earlier. She was not talking about ocean herring, which is a much different beast. She was talking about lake herring, also known as cisco. The second is that there are a variety of charter fishing opportunities on the Great Lakes. Though our adventure was in the Michigan waters of Lake Superior, Wisconsin charter captains work out of communities such as Superior, Bayfield, and Ashland. Along Michigan's shores, a slew of charter captains operate from Marinette to Kenosha. How much is a slew? Oh, that's a great question. The Wisconsin DNR licensed 375 charter captains in 2022. A half-day trip can cost about $700 or more. 
If you've gone chartered fishing in the ocean, you might find Great Lakes fishing a bit slower, especially in the cold waters of Lake Superior, but it is so worth it. Now that 375, is that both Lake Michigan and Lake Superior? Yes, that is the Wisconsin waters of Michigan and Superior. Ah. So it doesn't count the other states. Okay. Yeah. Another thing we should explain is that there are four different kinds of lake trout in the waters around Isle Royal. There are leans, humpers, siskouettes, and redfins. They each look a little different and are commonly found at different depths. Lean lake trout live up to their name by not having as much fat as the others. They're torpedo-shaped and are most often found in shallower depths, above 50 meters. Siskouettes are full of fat and have large eyes. They are found in the deeps, between 50 meters and 150 meters. Their coloring is paler than lean lake trout or redfins. Humpers occupy offshore midwater shoals or banks. Redfins were scientifically documented in 2014. They are found at moderate depths, around 80 meters. Their coloring is darker and more striking than the other varieties, plus they have bright red fins and wide bellies. Why so long to officially document red fins? That's because it took until 2014 for a team of scientists from Wisconsin and Michigan who are doing a long-term study on lake trout diversity in North America to revisit the Isle Royal lake trout population. They expanded their sample sizes of the fish and the locations over those they had sampled in the past, and they used new methods to determine the morphs of lake trout. Redfins had probably been there all along, but the scientists just hadn't found them yet, and if they did find them in the past, they didn't have the tools available to really differentiate them from other types of lake trout. Now it's time to head out onto the lake. Cole invited us onto the boat and told us about his background on the island. They call it fishing, not catching. We're going to try our best, go to our good honey hole. We did pretty good the other day, so let's give it a whirl. You ready? So how long have you worked out here? This is my first summer here. And what uh, prompted you to come out? Didn't want to go back to the family business. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I left Florida and came up here unemployed and my mom emailed this one over to me, and so I just stepped right into it. Basically, I just had a short gap in unemployment, luckily. And uh-huh. Had the job by the time I got to Michigan from Florida, so it worked out. What's family business? Uh, timber. They have a tree service, and we cut timber in the wintertime, and we have a small sawmill. So what do you think of it out here? Oh, it's peaceful. I love it. Peaceful when it's like this, when this, when this lake yes. gets going. It's, it's a little exciting sometimes, but uh, no, it's cool. It's a unique place. Very clean. So, Cole, how did you get into fishing? Oh, fishing. I grew up doing that. My dad and I would go up to the northern tip of the lower peninsula and we would fish for smallmouth bass. That was, that was kind of the uh, yearly getaway. So, we'd take the whole month of June off and then go chase the smallmouth bass around Traverse City area and Mackinac City, Alpena. Um, there's so many good spots to fish for the smallmouth. So yeah, I, I did mostly, um, you know, sight fishing, small boat fishing for the bass, and uh, we'd go out of South Haven, perch fishing, spent most of my time on Lake Michigan. As Marina readied the fishing poles, she explained her background in fishing. I was taught by a lot of people 
people throughout the years, a lot of them the captains out here. Uh, Jim Call, who's, who's also from Duluth, is, is, was one of my big mentors and taught me a lot about fishing and boating in general and just navigating Iowa oil. But of course, my dad and brother, I have an older brother and an older sister, uh, definitely instilled the fun of you know catching fish uh, at a really, really early age. And then, you know, growing up out here, we've met a lot of the Iowa oil families that you know, have cabins out here and definitely spent a lot of time fishing with those guys too so and a lot of that has also just been trial and error too I mean, like I said I, I mean I, I really just enjoy fishing so you know, going out and trying new things and new spots and different stuff is, is something I definitely enjoy. The trout we hoped to catch were in the deeps so Marina needed to use some downrigger balls on the fishing lines. Sharon, why don't you explain what downrigger balls are? Okay, so downrigger balls, they're shaped like cannonballs. It's like could have come out of a cannon. But they help take the bait down to the bottom, so or the lures, to catch the fish and keep the line bent. And so you put one of these balls on the line, and then the bait or the lure is riding off the bottom by about, oh. So the ball bumps on the bottom, the bait is about another six inches higher than that. Oh, so it doesn't get caught on the rocks and things. There's a couple things that happen with these downriggers. Right now, I've, I've cranked it up, so it's got this, this bend in the rod. That's the tension on the line. So when you see it kind of move, um, it could be moving from the water, or it's the, the downrigger ball is sitting on the bottom, <laughs> which uh, is good and bad. I think that it kind of bouncing off the bottom just a little bit attracts fish in a way. I always like... 55. So we... Cole constantly is reading the depth and I'm constantly adjusting this so it goes down on the bottom or comes back up so it doesn't snag or you know vice versa. So I'm gonna set this one up. 65. Okay. So if a fish gets on, do you just reel it up on this or do we take the So bowl? when we get a fish on, I will grab the line, make sure it's a fish too, because you know again it can be out the bottom. <laughs> and I'll set the hook, and then I'll hand the rod over to you guys, and then we'll kind of... Don't let go of the rod. <laughs> yeah, rule number one. <laughs> What's our depth? 70. Take us in a little closer, probably. Keep us in okay. 65, whatever you prefer. I mean, ideally, I'd like 100 feet, but... Okay, we're kind of right on a shelf right now. Okay, sounds good. Keep it right here. So do you yell out, like, color, 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 or anything when you catch your fish? Like... <laughs> I say fish on. Okay. <laughs> feet. I went charter fishing at blue. They like the finish, like, color, color, color. <laughs> I definitely don't do that. <laughs> I do not have any finished heritage, so <laughs> it would be a little inappropriate if I did, but... So the end of the island, Lakes Point is over here. Passage Island is also out there. And between Passage and Lakes Point, it's, it's, it's a three-mile gap. So between you know the point here, Passage Island, and this right here, it's a very narrow little window, and that's actually a shipping lane between Thunder uh, Bay, Canada, and Sault Ste. Marie, and the lock system down there. And, uh, luckily, there are no shipwrecks like on this route. Itself, which is pretty miraculous. You know, thinking about you know all the ships that had to pass, had to thread that needle in uh, fog like this. And um, what are we at? Twenty. 
on the other side of Lakes Point is, is a shipwreck called the Monarch, um, and that was that sank in like, the late 1800s, I believe. And, um, but yeah, it kind of like got off course in a snowstorm. It was like the last trip of the year, and just smacked onto the rocks. You know, I guess it was a bad, a bad storm, so they, they obviously got off the ship. Um, only one person died. Or, like the first one of the one of the crew members was trying to climb to tie a line up, climbing the scaling the cliff and fell into the, the water and I and, um, God, but everyone else was able to make it on tour. And they had to stay there for like three days until the lighthouse keeper at Passage was able to row his boat out to um, to Blake's Point to like find out like what happened. Oh wow. They didn't have, <laughs> they didn't have like the greatest technology back then but it's like really hard to imagine. Sure, we have all this like navigational aid technology, but like we also have like really nice down jackets and like yeah. you know really nice like clothing technology. Uh, so like you know if that happened now, I would still be pretty chilly. But like can you imagine being just like a wool jacket, like yeah. an itchy wool jacket, like that's like that's your layer. We kept trolling and fishing for a few hours with nothing to show for it. As the fog began to lift, we decided to take matters into our own hands and offer a little sacrifice to the lake in hopes of changing our luck. I poured a bit of my leftover coffee, which is precious to me, into the lake. It worked. Soon afterwards, I was reeling in my line according to Marina's instructions. Fish on! Pull up and then reel down. Reel, 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 reel. Pull up. Gently. Reel, 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 reel down. Pull up. Thank you. Pull up and reel down. Gently pull up. And then reel down. Reel, 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 reel. Pull up. And reel, 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 reel. Pull up. Reel, 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 reel. Yeah. How deep was this one? Oh, that one was at 100. 70 feet, so... Wow. <laughs> oh, I see it. Yeah! Alright! Woohoo! Woohoo! Got a fish. This is a record, yeah. So we're not scums, so that's Thank nice. You. Thank I can breathe a little lighter. Thank you. <laughs> you don't have to cry. Yeah. <laughs> then it was my turn. Alright! <laughs> So, you want to pull up gently, pull up, and then reel down, so you want to pull up, and it might fight a little bit, you'll just kind of let it, let it, let it do its thing, so you definitely don't want this, this rod to go flat, you want to keep that tension in here, so just like pull up, and then reel down, so you want to pull it up a little bit higher, like reel, 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 reel. There we go. So this lure is working, so I pulled out a second one, and we'll see if I either am going to double our luck or jinx us, so we will uh, find out. So Sharon, I, I caught a fish! Yeah, I know, it was exciting to see you reel it in, and it was really big too. How big do you think that was? I don't know. It's about two feet. It, okay, we're measuring it on the cooler. 23 inches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 20, yeah, 23. Yeah. Wow, good fish. And it's a red fan. It's pretty.
My trout was five pounds and Sharon's weighed four pounds. Being connected to a wild fish out of Lake Superior was memorable, even if it was only for a few minutes. Now it's time for the Fisholicious part of our podcast, where we usually discuss fish recipes, which, by the way, you can find on the Eat Wisconsin Fish website, which is eatwisconsinfish.org. But today, we're going to hear from Marina and Cole about their favorite fish preparations, and we'll tell you what our lake trout tasted like. My favorite way, pan frying it, a little for lunch, breading on it, is really good. We grew up spending a lot of time in the evenings catching, you know, eating our catch um, by taking, you know, the tin foil and the filet and, you know, toppings on it and, and wrapping it up and throwing it on the campfire and keeping it in the cold there. We used to, you know, when fishing was you know, really, really good, which it always is good. Fun that time of year we would have a, a competition amongst employees on who could prepare the best filet, you know. So, and you couldn't use like any, like you couldn't use like fish staple seasonings. You had to use like, you like, couldn't use like lemon pepper seasoning. You couldn't use Cajun. You couldn't make like a pre made spice. Your own fish spice packet. Yeah, yeah essentially. <laughs> and, you know, uh, one good way was, uh, you know, smothering it in honey and baking it like that, honey and lemon. That was the only way, but but ultimately the best way is you know wrapping it, make it a little bowl and with tin foil and dipping it on the campfire and eating it that way. With our little competitions we would have, we would also you know we put like little stipulations on it of like no butter or you know no you couldn't use lemon you know just all these things. You know, we had so many fit fillets of fish we were you know taught, you know making fillets every night. I have had baked like smallmouth. That's not bad. Or baked walleye, that's pretty good. But I do prefer fried, like like the saltwater fish, like mahi. You can throw that right on the grill. I mean, yeah. just, just blackened or a little salt and pepper. Really don't need much for that. That's some delicious fish. Now I want to talk about the fish that we caught and ate. That was quite a mountain of fish, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yes. But before we get to how it was prepared, I want to talk about how it was cleaned. So I do know how to clean a fish, but we didn't clean these fish. No. No. Uh, when you get a charter captain to take you out, um, they often, I think they always clean the fish for you. And uh, so we didn't have to get our hands messy at all in that part. Right off the boat, they took them away and, and prepared them for cooking. And we also had the opportunity to have them cooked right there at the lodge. That's not always the experience you'll have with a charter captain, but because it was associated with this lodge, they said, we'll cook them for you for dinner. And we were like, yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, they, they kept the fillets in the refrigerator until dinner time. And then we had a consult with the chef, didn't we, Sharon? That was really fun. Yes. Yeah. So the chef came out to talk to us about how we wanted the fish prepared. And tell us her idea. Uh, the, first, <laughs> the first option was to, to pan sear them, them, deep fry them. And I'm like, no, <laughs> don't deep fry these beautiful fish. Yeah, because we want to be able to taste the fish. And when you deep fry it, you, it covers up the flavor. And these, you know, were fresh, so fresh, just from Lake Superior, and we wanted Within to be hours, to taste yes. them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we wanted it a little bit healthier, too, so. Yeah, so we opted for a, a sautéed plate. So she sautéed the fish, and the fillets were cut up into, say, two-inch fillet, so they could be evenly cooked. And then they were all heaped in the middle of this platter. 
that was surrounded by vegetables and tartar sauce and French fries, wasn't it? French fries too were mm-hmm. part of our our meal. But it was just this beautiful display. It was so beautiful that one of the other guests at the lodge asked the chef how he could have one. And she had to tell him that you can't. Sorry. Unless you go charter fishing. (laughs) They used to have lake trout on the menu at the lodge. But things changed during COVID. And their menu changed. And so you you can't get fish at the restaurant there unless you catch it yourself. Like, like we did. So, yeah, we, we were sorry to create some envy amongst the other diners, but it was kind of fun, too. <laughs> it's kind of fun. And I think it's a good opportunity to talk about fish and their sustainability and why we just can't have lake trout every night for dinner. They've been managed well, and they are returning to our Great Lakes. In fact, Lake Superior is an amazing example of good management. And the reason that population became so low was because of the sea lampreys that got in in the 30s through the Welland Canal. And they've really taken a toll on the lake trout fishery. And then there's also the mercury contamination. (laughs) They are are one of the higher end predators. Yeah. And, And then back in the day, there was also some, you know, before the management was in place like it is today. There was some overfishing of some of the the populations. And so you talked about the four morphs that were around Isle Royal. There used to be like a hundred known morphs of lake trout throughout the Great Lakes. Oh, wow. And because of, you know, sea lamprey and overfishing, some of those uh, varieties have disappeared from our current waters. But so we we really felt like we ate like royalty. Absolutely. There's nothing finer than fresh fish that you caught yourself that somebody else cooked for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we sort of caught it ourselves, but... <laughs> That's true. That's true. We have Marina and Cole to, to thank for that, too. We'll but... call it teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, uh-huh. and it was my first time charter fishing, so, you know, I, I really, uh, really enjoyed that. Right, it was a great experience, and I would definitely go again myself. And then there's one last step before I head back home. That's it for this episode of The Fish Dish. For more information about fish and recipes, visit Eat Wisconsin Fish on the web at eatwisconsinfish.org, plus Twitter and Facebook. Thanks goes to Marina Alexander and Cole Ritchie for taking us fishing. Thank you for listening.